Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels in Keystone Heights, Florida, and welcome to my weekly Q&A podcast. Uh, let's see, today is what, February 13th? Tomorrow is Valentine's, so happy Valentine's, everyone. And uh, this is Q&A number 183. This is... Um, made for my online coaching group and it's been going now for three and a half years it started in august of 2020 so i'm going to get right into things we have a lot to cover today um i had a clinic this weekend which was really fun it was a horsemanship clinic all day so it was the first time i've done one all day i've done half days before but this is all day so i'm always um when you, you know how when you do something new you're not exactly sure how things are going to go so that's kind of how I was feeling I knew what I wanted to cover and what I wanted to say and and do but I wasn't sure time frame how, how things were going to take out so I would probably looking back I'll change how I do the groundwork lunging I'll have everybody I'll demo it and then I'll have everyone start and then I'll go person to person and make sure they understand it and spend a little bit more time there I was really surprised how many people don't lunge their horse properly with the shoulder out of their space and driving the hip and and speed control you know being able to have them walk or trot and not be silly and out of control lunging shouldn't be death by lunging where they're just running crazy circles up pulling on you um but anyways uh, to not get off track it was one of those things where i'd like to change that a little bit more um it was interesting i had a one lady attend and she brought two of her trainers <laughs> with her her groundwork trainer and her in the saddle trainer and the in the saddle trainer was in the clinic with a two-year-old and he did a beautiful job with his two-year-old and so it was kind of fun to talk to him throughout the day and you know we both do horsemanship and we both do things slightly different not much but just a little and um and then the groundwork gentleman same way he offered to help me here or there and I wouldn't probably do that again although he was wonderful and did a great job I, I think it's better if I just keep the control of things and help the people myself because again I didn't know him but it was very nice of people to offer to help throughout the day and stuff but but I definitely like it when it's more one-on-one, me and them. So I would change that. But by after lunch, I got things back under control and, <laughs> and in the saddle. Um, lunch was a few minutes late, which, well, it was, I think, 15 minutes late. So next time, I'll just keep working till lunch arrives. Um, there's always a couple little glitches you can say, gosh, I could have done that better. But finally, by the time we got in the saddle, I was happy with how things went. And I spent a lot more time one-on-one. And it was a gorgeous day and everybody got to socialize under the trees and in the shade. I finally found a little shade in the arena towards the very end of the day, but it was beautiful. And for February, looking for shade because it's 79 degrees is a really nice blessing, nice change. Um, So overall, it was a really good clinic and I look forward to doing more. I've added pole bending and horsemanship all day clinics to 2024 schedule and it's been fun. So now that I've got one of those under my belt, on both of them, I know what I want to do next time to have it run a little bit more smooth and make sure I cover everything I want to cover and still give people the one-on-one time as well as the group time. So um, let's see here. I want to go through a couple things. That's my story for today. Um, the biggest thing I saw missing that day, <clears throat> speaking of, is foundation. And you know, I don't care if you're a trail rider or you want to be a rainer, a cutter, a dressage rider obstacles girl racer pole bender whatever you want to do working cow horse foundation for everybody is the same 
<clears throat> horsemanship is and is the same. That's where it all starts. So it starts on the ground and having, you know, a communication of cues, the trust and respect. It also starts with understanding how horses think. They don't think like us. They have their own way, you know, the pecking order, the lazy, the, um, you know, flight or fight. There are so many instincts of the horse that we have to be aware. We cannot change. We have to learn to work them with them. So we did desensitizing and stuff like that. And there were some horses that did it great and others that were really scared. Um, so it's really important that all these things are covered because it's for your safety, it's for their safety, and you should have those kind of principles and theories, right? That you can't get hurt, your horse can't get hurt, they end calmer than they begin. Um, everything should be that um, aspect, you know, that you're always thinking, you know, rest them, pet them, make the wrong thing difficult, the right thing easy. You have your ways of working with your horses and, um, and sticking to those theories that work along with how horses think. They don't think like us. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a horse. I am. Um, I worked Saturday all day at the clinic, and then Sunday I did about six um, videos and unpacked, and then Monday I did about 11 videos and lesson, and then today I have about 10 more videos to do and a group lesson tonight. So <laughs> my poor little voice needs a rest. Um, but now I'm going to do my Q&A. So, <coughs> so bear with me if I'm coughing. I apologize. So let's see here in advance. Um, I'm excited. We've had 17 personal bests and it's only February 13th. So that's awesome. Also, nine members have taken part in the training challenge videos. Thank you for that. And um, like I said, I'll be working on videos right after I finish this podcast and um, don't forget challenges this month are all lefts all rights and do it with transitions so if you post trot to the barrel sit jog before you get there you want to be collected easy in easy around and then drive out just like you would if you're running barrels you run full blast to the barrels back off a little rate collect slow down a little so you can have a tight turn um, horses have to learn how to shorten their stride in order to have tight turns so remember to do that in your transitions on the all lefts, all right drill. You can also do the three circle drill, nose in, lateral, counter bending, nose out, shoulder in, and also uh, vertical flexion. If you have a lazy horse, you may be better off doing it in straight lines and circles, but it is the next step to drive them with your legs, and or you can do a really big circle, that might help. Um, but let's see what else I wanted to mention. Um, don't forget, there's 300 videos now. I'm adding new videos all the time now that I'm back in the saddle. And I'm also using my lesson students too. And so there's over 300 videos in the members only website. And I, I'm listing like the most current new ones at the top under, you know, new video releases, January, February, whatever. And, um, but there's still 12 topics. So if you're you know, looking for tune-up drills. There's a, a there's 12 categories, I should say. Or if you're looking how you know to to pattern on the barrels or adding speedy, that there's a category for that. So remember, there's 300 videos. When we started, there was only 200. So there's 100 new, and I'm adding new ones every month. So be aware to pay attention for that um, and use it because that's a big part of the program. Not just the video reviews, but listening to the podcast watching the training videos, taking part in the challenges. <clears throat> it's all a big part of it. So, all right, that's enough of that, I guess. Um, let me see if I want to miss anything here. Let's see here. 
Um, yeah, I think that was it. I, I really did enjoy that clinic, though. It was it was good because, you know, the, the horses got exposure. Um, the, the riders got uh, new things they can add and see where there's some holes in their horses and what their horses did well at. So it was a fun clinic. So let me go through the questions. It looks like I have about eight, so that's pretty good. So the first question is, um, when to sit up and when to sit down in the turns? And um, and the answer is, it depends on what speed and, and your position. So let's say your horse is really run into a barrel but all of a sudden puts the brakes on if you sit down they're going to rate down too much so if you have a horse that's rating too much you have to sit up all the way into the hole and then then you might sit down on the exit to help them finish a turn with your inside hip and shoulder but if you're on a free running horse you might start sitting down four strides from the barrel and then do a two hand bump or one hand bump and say whoa say here you know if you're on a really free running hard running horse and um, you might have to sit all the way to your pivot spot and really sit back with your inside hip and shoulder for that snap. And um, and so again, it also depends on position. Let's say you didn't have enough pocket going in, you might be forced to sit up, and um, but then you're probably gonna get by or blow out wide. So position really matters too, but you do what you gotta do in the middle of a run to win. So we practice perfect pattern with our, our arc and our spots one, two, three, and proper rate and proper form but we all know when our adrenaline's up and their adrenaline's up and we're going fast that sometimes we get out of position and sometimes they do things we're not expecting you know what doesn't change is your your pattern your pattern you're going to have one right and two lefts or one left and two rights and your position's not going to change your arc and your spots you should almost always focus on riding to the same ones um, what will change is your timing and um and your cues so you just have to be ready and be in the moment and that's why we practice perfect in hopes that through our muscle memory with our horse our horse will go to the same spot every time you know rate at the same spot turn at the same spot and drive out at the same spot but you know we have to be in the moment in competition the second question is um but i think the main thing they wanted to understand is it okay if they're forward going in if they had to be and you can be but try to drive with your seat you know from the waist down your legs sit up with your shoulders and hips you don't want your shoulders too far over the front end because then it makes them dump on their front end harder too <clears throat> so if you feel them rating don't sit down but sit up and drive forward don't necessarily lean forward with your shoulders but drive more with your seat and your legs so and you can use two legs all the way around the barrel you know in light foot bumping just not hard kick so you don't kick over a barrel but drive with your legs all both legs around the barrel to keep them moving if they're really steady or if they hit barrels um, going in or leaving more inside leg if they don't finish their turns more outside leg every horse is different and you have to ride accordingly and sometimes they're different from barrel to barrel and you might have a free runner to first but a push to second and third okay so the next question is um, why do people do squares um, I like that question. It's a great question. Um, next month, that's going to be our challenge, and I've been making a whole bunch of videos on squares. I'll be putting them in the members-only page now, but we'll be doing that as a challenge for March. But um, doing four, I put up four poles or four cones as a uh, guideline. But squares are so important for balance um, and collection, and a horse using their shoulders and hips correctly. If you do a lot of circles, horses can lean a little bit 
to the shoulder to the outside or they might overbend their head and neck things like that but um circles are great but we also have to be able to travel in straight lines because in barrels and poles there's straight lines and a horse that that goes to a turn and can't keep their shoulders and hips square that's where squares are going to help you so for instance um when i was doing them on rocky you can also do them as hind quarter turns so for instance you can go past the corner pole and ask them to whoa and then do a rollback of one step at a time so you'll end up doing two steps like a 90 degree turn and then you'll go on and then you can do it at a fast walk a collected walk an extended you know post trot to a collected sit jog and then you can do it at a lope and you do it both ways when i did it at a walk trot on rocky he did it great but as soon as i went to a canner on the left he tried to make it round he tried to let his shoulder go in and and he let his uh, front feet go in and he tried to circle the corners instead of square them so i had to i had to use more cues i had to use my outside balance rein and my inside leg as i was approaching the corners and sat and then when i was ready to turn i was able to look and use a little inside rein and outside leg and it took him a while to balance on the left side and then when i went to the right it was the complete opposite he tried to counter arc the corners and i was like oh no we're not dropping our shoulder and taking our nose out because that's what he will try to do on first barrel with me sometimes because that's his stiffer side that's his less confident side so i would ha- again on this side i had to use more inside hand and leg going to the corners as i sat for rate and then i could look and use the direct rein in the outside leg but if i didn't have my inside leg on the right it was a problem so um so definitely um you you've got to teach them to balance between your hands and between your your legs and you've got to be looking and riding straight and so it's really helpful for how squares help how you go into your in barrels and your in poles um, for for rate and turn and how balanced your horse is so you're going to find that this could make you a better horseman because you may see that your horse is very balanced and you don't have to change your cues or you might find that your horse is unbalanced and you have to really help them so i was kind of surprised how good rocky did it at walk trot and then how much he struggled at a lope so um i made some videos of it and i'll be sharing those in the group and they'll be at the members only page as well let's see what else um, the next question was alley control. When you say, um, okay, what? How do you keep? How do you keep control of your horse in the alleyway so that you still have a focused, good first barrel? That's a really great question. Um, never let your horse take it from you because oftentimes the money barrel is lost because of adrenaline. If a horse just grabs grabs it and goes with you and doesn't wait for you to say yes. Um, like they just push through your hands and go. Um, some people say take the bit, but I don't like that. I don't think a horse takes the bit. I think I don't think horses have hard mouths. I think their mind locks out, and I think their mind gets hard. So they need to stay focused on you. <clears throat> so if I'm coming into the alleyway and they're feeling hot, I might do some face flexing and get their attention. I might circle or I might um, back them up or whatever I can do. To get them to refocus i might lope two or three circles before i let them go past that timer if they're really not listening um, especially with the novice horses but just don't let them take it from you because if they take it more than likely they're not gonna go have a nice first barrel they're gonna not have rate and they're gonna go past it so 
So absolutely, alley control is super important and you have to know your horse. Some horses, you have to wake them up. Other horses, you have to keep them calm. Others, you might have to do invisible pole bending on the way there, um, face flexing and leg laterals and keep them focused on a cue. Some, you might come in from the angle and get their nose a little and soften their shoulder a little bit, kind of shape them laterally for that right barrel with your right hand and leg, um, you know, things like that. So that can definitely help. Let's see, next question. Um, how do I get the left lead change earlier from first to second barrel? You gotta go back and do that in your slow work. Um, it should be taught when you're teaching the pattern. So you would lope around first, break to a trot, ask for the left lead going to second, and then you could stay on the lope from second to third. But have the same cues away from the pattern. Know that you can get your left lead um, or your right lead every time in a circle off the same cue and every time in a straight line and then do it on the pattern by breaking to a trot as soon as you leave first and asking them to lope out on the correct lead so that's just just part of how you pattern your horse you don't want them changing the leads when they get to the barrel so if you have a consistent cue and you teach it early they'll start swapping early for you as you add speed so keep that up Uh, let's see here The fifth question is, um, doing the three barrel challenge, my horse is just rushing. They're trying to break into a lope. Um, So when you sent me the video, you were posting into the turns and not sitting. So you have to encourage the rate sooner. So instead of posting around the barrels, you must sit about two strides from the barrels, sit down. And if your horse doesn't rate off your body and voice, back it up with your hands. And also if they rush the circles, Every time you go around the barrel, every quarter turn or every eighth of a turn, bring your hands back towards the saddle horn and sit deeper in the saddle, tucking your seat bones and sit on your pockets more and and bump and release every quarter turn and say, easy, easy. And they'll learn, they'll learn. I also posted a video in the group about walking around the barrel doing squares and stopping every quarter turn. That can help really hot and nervous horses too. So that video is in there. Um, but your goal of this uh, is to be calm and correct and um, and it should feel like the real pattern where they're focused on you and you're looking at your quarter turns, but you're not actually doing the real pattern. So it's really good for horses that anticipate hitting barrels going in or coming out as well. So let's see, number six, um, change things up. Okay. All right. So... Um, there's been a few of you that have recently changed some things up like you've changed how you warm up or maybe your tune-up drills during the week and um and maybe even your mindset um so what i want you to do is use your performance tracker your barrel racing log you can buy it for ten dollars on amazon and um and i'll also send it to you an email when you signed up but use it right down right down what's working and remember because one of you last week two weeks ago had terrible runs but you didn't practice the barrel and you didn't do any drills you just exercised your horse and then your warm-up was just warm him up leave him tie the trailer and run so then this last time you worked a drill you also did some slow work on the barrels for anticipation moving off the barrel like in and outs and then you also uh, warmed up closer to time to go and kept him moving before your run instead of sitting and you went in there and had two runs that were awesome this weekend so so write it down write down what's working write down what's not every horse is going to be different um and you have to know what works for your horse um 
another one of you uh, in the group, your horse was running 1D, 2D, and then started running 3D. So you had the vet check him, um, performance equine in Ocala, and they found that he was sore in his lumbar, his SI, and his hocks. So you decided to do plasma injections, and that is better than steroids as far as um, healing, not um, damaging. And it's really good to slow um, slow the degenerative degenerative joint disease of osteoarthritis so um so it is a it can really slow down the osteoarthritis and it can also take away the inflammation pain so it's a really good option a little bit more money but can last longer some horses six months some horses a year some longer but but um it and then that horse is clocking 1d again now so these barrel horses use their bodies really hard and a little soreness can prevent them from firing as hard and they can start losing a half a second. So um, if you if you know your horse, you will know that, you know, maybe they're not another member, um, her horse wasn't finishing the turns and their horse's stifles were super sore. So they did get them injected. Now stifles, I, don't, I know they don't use steroids. They usually just use um, hyaluronic acid. Um, but she also started adding Adequan. Adequan is a really good thing to do. It can be a monthly shot in, in the muscle. And it can, um, after you do the loading dose from the vet, um, it is, you have to get it from the vet. Um, some people use the non-RX Summit, but I always thought Adequan personally worked better from the vet, the RX. But um, that one is also really good for the cartilage and the synovial fluid of the joints. So, um, so those are things you might want to add to your horses. Um, if you're hauling every week or you're going a lot, your horses need a little bit extra care. That's one thing I do not miss about competing, um, was the expensive vet bills to keep them healthy going up and down the road, because that's just part of it. Y'all, if you don't very, very rarely do you get a barrel horse that is low maintenance that can stay sound and run at the top level. Most of the ones that are running at top level have a lot of maintenance and a lot of vet bills to keep them healthy between your chiropractor your uh, body work and your vet for your joints and things like that you know people do a lot of things like MagnaWave and Beamer to help but Adequan things like that can really help as well <clears throat> but there's just a lot of upkeep with barrel horses as you guys know let's see next question yeah what bit to use okay this one <laughs> what bit to use this one's the hardest one to answer because you want to start with the lightest bit you can use um but you have to find one that your horse likes and one that you like and for some horses they don't even like bits they like side pulls or hackamores um you know if you can get out take the tie downs and the martingales off do if during the week you can ride in split reins and just an o-ring or a side pull awesome and then save your competition bit and your competition reins for competition. Um, the reason I don't like to train in competition reins or ride in them, they're too short. You could never get off the horse's head. With split reins, you can spread them out a foot or two between your hands and work one side at a time. You don't have to be in their face all the time. You can be loosening them up where you can sit back, sit up, and not be leaning forward to loosen up your reins. And you can work just the left side without the right side, etc. Uh, also, you can shorten them and run a one-handed one pattern if you wanted to by being able to shorten them. So split reins take horsemanship to learn how to ride in them, but I definitely recommend everybody does. Most people hate them, but it'll make you a better rider. 
Um, it'll make you more balanced with your hands. It'll make you more aware of when you're in your horse's face or not, on their head, that kind of stuff. So it would certainly be something you should have in your um, tack room and consider trying to do it. So I have a lot of questions. I'm already 24 minutes in. So, um, and again, mouthpieces, like some horses like three pieces. Some like, you know, the mullen, some like a port, some like two-piece. I mean, every horse is different. Some need more, some need less. Some need a shank bit, you know, having shank for leverage and whoa, having it for rate. Some need less because they're super light. So there's a hundred bits because there's a, thousands of different horses out there. So um, this month's topic, or this week's topic, sorry, is the horsemanship challenge outline. I'm going to kind of go over it with you just because um, this was emailed to you when you joined. If you don't have it, send me your email. I'll send it to you again and you can print it out. But it's really important. But before I do that, someone had sent me one of the members, which I thought was really sweet. She said this reminded me of her and it's like 17 little things. I'm going to mention it really quick. Um, I'm not going to do it long, but she said that some other train posted it and it made me think it made her think of me. And that was really sweet of her um, that she sent that. And I liked it. Um, I don't know about you guys. I hope, I hope and pray that someday I'm remembered by many as a teacher that they can't forget. A teacher who was kind and taught them things. A teacher who put the horse first and, um, and they learned many good lessons from me. So I am, my second grade teacher is, if I look back on my whole life, my second grade teacher was my favorite school teacher. Of course, I've had many mentors in the horse industry that, I'm thankful for when in the 90s when I was really trying to learn things and develop my own program and um so anyways I I the number one thing they said was to they were thanking their customers and I agree I, I always want to thank my customers for being my customers you could go anywhere but I resonate with you and you picked me and I'm very thankful for it um and I thank God because none of this is possible without the gifts from God and it's been a blessing to do what I do. Um it's hard, it's hard work and it's nonstop having your own business. Um it's there are no nine to five. You don't leave it at the leave it at the office, it's with you all the time and it's seven days a week. You have to learn to shut it off and take time out for yourself, downtime. But but I still love it and um, it wore my body out, but I still love it. So there's good and bad to everything, right? So um, the other thing is that putting the horses first, 100%, you know, that's my motto, ride with heart. Um, and putting them, not when I say just put them first, but before competition, that's really hard for people. They get very competition oriented, but you have to love your horse first. Um, and then, uh, Let's see, the third one was about just the lessons learned. Um, the fourth one was about, um, let's see, the horse, um, understanding horse behavior. I think the fifth one was um, realizing that some horses don't want to be barrel horses. Uh, the sixth one was not blaming, not blaming the ground, the arena, the other people, the horse. The seventh one was about always learning. The eighth one was about being coachable. The ninth one was about helping, you know, where, where you can, helping your trainer, helping others. Uh, the tenth one was um, leaving things nicer than you find them, like when you're at a competition or a clinic or something. Eleventh one was being humble and thankful. 
the 12th one was about um, giving your trainer some downtime. <laughs> the 13th one was about trusting the process, which we talk about that a lot. The 14th was about watching and learning all the time, never stop learning. The 15th was about always doing right by your horse. Um, and you will either need to retire them and or rehome them in a good way. And that's, a, that's important. That's why I have three retired horses. And why now at 57, I've buried more horses and dogs than I have above ground now. Because when you get older, you do. You bury many heart horses and heart dogs. And, um, but you have to stay present and love the ones you have now. And I do. And I'm appreciative. I miss the ones that are gone, but I love and appreciate the ones that are still here. So, and my main focus now is Rocky and Woodrow because the old girls are happy being retired. But I still groom them and, you know, now they're shedding and pick their feet and fly spray and fly mass. And they still get lots of TLC because they're older now. They need it. And when they're older, just older people, older horses need extra care. Just remember that. I'm getting older. I need extra care, everybody. Just kidding. Um, but anyways, number 16, always pet your horse. Yes, I definitely say that. And number 17, um, horses are a blessing. God made them for us. And um, I agree with that. I think God knew he created cowboys and cowgirls. And he definitely knew he was going to give them horses to be their caretakers. And we are their caretakers. So anyway, so thank you for sending that to me. I appreciate it. And I loved it. Um, let's see the horsemanship challenge. I'm going to go over it quickly. I've been talking 30 minutes, so I'm going to spend maybe five or 10 minutes on this. Um, and then I'll close. But, um, basically horsemanship challenge is based on the horse psychology and herd dynamics. So you should get a pen and paper when you go through it and write notes about you and your horse. We need to understand our strengths and weaknesses in order to improve. We must understand how a horse thinks and communicates to build a relationship based on love, trust, respect, and communication of cues. Ride with Heart is TLC Barrel's logo or motto since the 90s, and it means always put the horse first, always do your best inside and outside of the arena. This is a five-part thing. That's why I'm just going over it briefly today. There are some questions about you and your horse. There's a groundwork section, a foundation in the saddle section, a barrel and pole pattern training competition section, and then fifth section is the mental toughness. So again, I'll post these photos in the um, the group today, and you also can get them in an email if you don't have it. Just send me your email, and I'll send it to you. Um, note every person and horse will do this challenge individually at different levels. Some will take months or even years to achieve it all, and others may only need a some specific areas of tune-ups because they've already accomplished this. The goal is to become the best horseman you can and have a happy, confident, well-rounded horse and both of you at your personal best as a team. An example of horse psychology and herd dynamics would be if the horse seems, sees himself as prey and often will see people and other things as predators. For instance, if you go to catch your horse in the pasture and you walk straight at them, they'll often walk or run away. They will see this as a predator alpha movement. If you hide the halter behind your back and creep at them and go grab them, they will run and you will lose their trust. They will see you as being sneaky like a predator. If you bring a bucket of feed to catch them, they'll see this as a sneak attack too. But if you go into the pasture and just hang out with them, halter in hand, and maybe walk near them at an angle and mirror them and just stand and wait for them, 
their curiosity, they will come to you, or you can mirror them back and forth, and eventually they will scan and let you approach. So part one, the student and horse profile questions, they're asked some questions about um, the horse's spirit, sensitivity, dominance, obedience, all of that, and how long you've been a horseman. Um, also, if you have any problems like biting, kicking, striking, trailer loading, head tossing, speed control, cinchiness, all of that, fly spray, rips, slickers, all those things. These are some of the things I covered in my horsemanship clinic. So it was fun to go through all this stuff with everybody. Now, mind you, in one day clinic, you really just do a taste of it all and everybody's going to have homework. But there's the next questions are about your confidence level how confident you feel handling a horse on the ground, riding at home, riding alone, riding with others, maybe on the trail, practice arenas, at jackpot super shows, a rodeo slack versus performance, or how about riding bareback or without stirrups, anxiety around horses, um, what's your level of anxiety, do you have anxiety, how about your mental confidence, so it goes through all of these things, so that's why I want you to get a pen and paper, and literally answer these questions. It will help you be a better horseman. Um, and what about your teamwork with your horses? On a lunge line, free lunge, training for foundation, training on the barrels and poles, how about in competition? How about goal setting and mental confidence? So answering all of this is important. We have to name it to claim it. After we identify our strengths and weaknesses, we now know what we need to work on. This challenge is to help you have a solid foundation from the ground up which leads to team building and success in the saddle and competition. So your first lesson I'm going to assign to you with this is to go just spend 30 minutes next to your horse. Grab a chair if you have to and just go sit in their stall in their pasture and hang out. The goal is to see how they interact with you. Um, safety of course is first. If it's rocky you may want to put your chair outside of his stall because he's going to be all over you. Um, being a bottle fed baby that he is. See how long it takes for one to come to you. See if they smell you, rub on you, um, stay away, face you, or turn you. Don't touch them first. Let them make the decisions. Um, next, again, if you have a pushy horse, I would do it <laughs> on the outside of the fence line. But just see how, if they come over and hang out with you and, and try to interact with you between the fence or whatever. If, if you have one that's a little more wild um, or rude. So let's see here. The next lessons, there's a whole bunch of lessons that, that goes through at, for that part two. And then um, like all the groundwork of things, um, side passing and head down and yielding the front end and lunging left and right. Um, it goes through all the stuff for groundwork. And then part three in the foundation, um, the basics in the saddle, it covers everything. And then part four is the barrel pattern training. And then um, I'm going to go over the part five, the mindset a little bit because it's short, but, but um, mental toughness is half the battle in competition. Having a positive attitude, working hard by practicing and preparing, have a game plan that works for you and your horse, being a calm, confident leader is all where it needs to start. Um, a rider needs to have done all the first four parts, um, but without a solid mindset, you can lose the barrel race before you even head down the alleyway. So think of it as a red light, a yellow light, or a green light. The green is a calm, confident, and focused person ready to have fun and make their run. Maybe some nerves pop up, but it just means you're excited and you want to do well, but you know how to center yourself and do some breathing exercises to settle and get refocused in your zone. 
that is this month's skill challenge. Um, I'm mental challenge, sorry, mental challenge to send me how you get yourself in the zone. So you're welcome to send it to me or just write it in your performance tracker if you want to keep it private. Um, yellow light is when you're when you um, let go of negative thoughts, um, they creep into your mind. So maybe you see yourself hitting a barrel, going past a barrel. You need to quickly replace it with some self-talk and say like, I am prepared, we practice great, my horse and I are a great team. I will trust my horse and our teamwork. I will ride to my spots and be in the moment. So that would be a yellow light. But a red light is when you're starting to feel sick to your stomach and your nerves are so bad that you can't even see a positive run. You can't think a positive thought to save your life. So at that point, you need to get off your horse and go stand by and maybe at the trailer or walk some circles on foot. And, um, and at this point in time, or go back by the trailer, whatever works for you. At this point in time, you really need to take five deep breaths in and out slowly. And remember why you do this. You do this because it's supposed to be fun, because you love it. And, and you want your horse to know that everything is fine. You want your horse to enjoy it too. So calm yourself through centering and meditation and do your little one minute positive sprint. Talk yourself back into a good place. Pet your horse and then say a prayer and just go have fun. We're either winning or learning, okay? And um, and we're just out there and to be thankful for all of our blessings. So you're healthy, you have a job, you can afford to barrel race, you have a healthy horse. All those are things to be very grateful for. So use the kiss theory, keep it simple, silly, and be positive. That is this year's motto for the group, to be positive. Last year was to believe in yourself. So keep doing that. There is a um, video or a podcast that goes with everything in this outline. You can find it at the members only website page or use the search box on the Facebook group page. And if you cannot find it on your own, let me know and I can help you find it. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up there. I've been talking for a very long time and I have a bunch of videos to get done today before my lesson. So let's see here. I want to close with having that positive mindset. Um, whatever you do, follow your heart's desire. Believe it can happen. Um, if you want it, you have to think it and you have to work towards it every day. So if there's something that is your heart's desire, just just believe it can happen and, and keep working towards it. And I think you will find um, that there is nothing better, at least for me, um, just keep enjoying that view between the ears of a horse. To me, there's nothing better than the view between your horse's ears. So, so thank you guys for um, tuning in. I know I am enjoying that view to be back in the saddle this year, super happy. And that's my 2024 goals is just to get out there and enjoy Rocky and finish him out and, and just go wherever we want to go doing fun things and just enjoying the view between the ears. So God bless y'all and ride with heart.